Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 83. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So we have got another awesome guest for you this week, Josh Elledge. Now, Josh is a US Navy veteran. He also launched Up My Influence to help turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, increasing their authority, influence, and revenue. He's also started SavingAngels.com, which has grossed more than $6 million in sales with less than $500 in advertising. Josh writes a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers and regularly appears more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. So when we talk about this topic today, about creating and attracting this perfect audience for entrepreneurs, who else better to talk to? So I am really looking forward to speak to Josh about this topic. So Josh, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show. And Josh, just before we really get into it, can you give us a bit of a backstory that's what's brought you here today? Uh, yeah. So, you know, over 11 years ago, I launched a company uh, called Savings Angel. And when I launched it, uh, like a lot of business owners, I didn't have any money. <laughs> I had a great idea, but, you know, it was, just didn't have a big marketing budget. But I knew that advertise, or that uh, exposure was everything. And so all, you know, I, did, I didn't have money to advertise, but I, I did have um, – a, a very low, uh, let's see, uh, gosh, I, I, I was, I was humble. And so I just reached out to like local radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, magazines, like anyone I could that I knew had an audience. And I said, well, I don't have any money. Um, but I've, I feel like I've got something really good here. Um, is there any way that I could maybe share content? Could I be of service? And, uh, it, believe it or not, that, that, that actually worked for me. And uh, so I started appearing on local radio and then started doing local TV, started writing a, a newspaper column at, at, that now has become a syndicated newspaper column over the past eight years. I've been on TV more than 600 times. Uh, I've been published well over a thousand times. Uh, I've been on the radio again, another five, 600 times. Um, and so all told, yeah, over 2000 times I've been in the media, uh, as a kind of a consumer expert and as a result ended up making over $6 million in revenue for savings angel. And we spent less than $500 in advertising. All we do is we focus on serving audiences. And so I started, uh, teaching other startups how to do this very same thing. Exactly what I did, uh, pro bono, um, which I believe, you know, when you're successful in business, you should, you know, everyone has an obligation, I think, to kind of help that next generation. I had some mentors I was very grateful for. Um, so I, I was doing that and I told him, I said, look, 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 do not hire PR. You could do this yourself. It's not that hard. Here's all you have to do. You don't have to make it a full-time job, but at least do this, 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 and this. And they did it and they started having success. And some of those companies got funded and they wanted to pay me money, uh, to help them on a more regular basis. And so lo and behold, uh, 
you know, that's what's evolved now into up my influence. We've, we've, gosh, we've got over 20 people on the team now, and it's been an honor uh, to, to help thoughtful entrepreneurs become media celebrities. Wow, that's amazing. And it's, it, it, it is crazy because when you start off and you need to get your message and your brand out there, and there's so many different, you know, pockets and things that you need to put your money into. It's yeah. it's quite scary which one you need to put into. And I've oh, made, you know, really I've I, I've made that mistake of putting money into the PR pot and got yeah. very little from it. Um, and it's what do you think? Some of the crazy myths that are associated to that you need to invest in the PR that you kind of like um, have identified on your journey? Right. So PR is awesome. Um, yeah. I just think that what I've learned and I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to speak on this subject now at uh, some pretty big conferences, social media marketing world, uh, a couple of times about just where PR is today. And there's there are a lot of traditional old school PR agencies that are hemorrhaging right now because they t keep trying to pretend like social media never happened. <laughs> And so they keep doing this thing where they say, okay, well, you can pay me $8,000 and I'll introduce you to this uh, celebrity reporter over here. Um, you no longer need to do that because that celebrity reporter is on Twitter. All you have to do is just focus on getting their attention in a way where they can see that you you are an expert, that you have value that you have some authority in your space, um, you know, and that you have a bit of an audience. And if you have those things, then you don't really need to pay somebody to make those introductions for you. You can do that very well yourself. And so that's that's kind of what we focus on facilitating is is helping our clients build those indicators of authority. And then you can kind of do and go anywhere you want. Let me imagine this. Imagine that you are, and I'll just come up with a name of someone who's kind of big in my industry, uh, Tony Robbins, for example. Imagine that you're Tony Robbins and you send a personal email uh, to uh, somebody. Imagine that you get an email, a personal email from the Tony Robbins. Are you going to respond to that email or are you going to ignore it? Yeah, you would do. Well, yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? You yeah. know, it's because yeah. it's because Tony Robbins is super high authority. He's 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 an influencer. He's really important. And so when when you have high authority and you're respected in your space, people respond to you. People love to invest with you. People love to do business with you. you your clients don't ghost you. Your people in your sales uh, funnel, your sales cycle, uh, just they love doing business with you. Um, you know, partners that you reach out to when they do their quote unquote due diligence and they see that you are commonly sourced as an expert in the media and everybody seems to want to have you on their stage partners say yes to you. So it's almost like um, you just become this ultra super lucky person that everybody likes because of this perceived authority that you now carry. Yeah. So so when you are building this audience and when you are creating this um, authority, um, obviously you've got to use, you know, if you're just starting out as, you know, some of the audience are on this show and other people are further down that down that road how how do you go about it so you know the we 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 
you know, I'm sure you've heard it as well. Is you there's so many different ways to to you we get that information. Some will say, you know, you've got to write blogs every day. Some will say you've got to mm-hmm. do this every day. Some will say you need to do a podcast show or you need to do a vlog or whatever it is. What for you personally do you recommend are the avenues to help people start that way of creating that influence? Yeah. So um you know really you gotta you gotta protect it's on I'm just gonna Talk business owner to business now, Absolutely. now to the yeah. person who's listening to this. Um, you you got to pick one thing, maybe two things, but no more than that. And you laser focus on being the best in the world at those one or two very specific things. Um, you don't need to be on Snapchat. You don't need to be, you know, doing stuff that, you know, whatever. Like anybody who says, oh, you have to be doing that. No, you don't. You should be doing the thing that you really love doing and that you can see see yourself doing day after day after day after day. So maybe it's live streaming on Instagram, which is really hot right now. It works. Um, So, you know, what you would do there is that you would commit to live streaming, you know, two, three, whatever, how many times a week, and you would keep on doing that. And you commit to doing that for 120 days. And then, you know what, at the end of that 120 days, you can kind of gauge where you're at at that point, And you can decide if that's something you should keep on going with. But look, nothing is going to come when you're doing it for just a handful of weeks. Everything like I've got clients that are major, like big time YouTubers. And, um, you know, they're earning 40, 50, 60,000 a month um, in, you know, through their partnerships and ad revenue and that sort of thing. But when they started, Nobody was watching their videos. And quite frankly, their videos really sucked at the beginning. And so, um, you know, those are the things it's like you keep doing the thing. Oh, podcasting would be another thing is, you know, strive to become the best in the world at that one thing. Now, again, it's important to create your content. But the number one job as business owners we all have is that we need to be focused on growing our businesses. Okay, Don't get caught up in the operations of doing what you're doing. Um, you need to constantly be not just communicating to your audience and hoping that it grows, but the fastest way to grow your audience is to start going on to other stages and serving other audiences, audiences that have already been pre-congregated for you and bring value to those audiences. And then they they will say, I really like this. I really like this guy. I really like this gal. I want to learn more from her or him. And so they come seek you out and now they're part of your tribe. Yeah, that makes sense. And I suppose it's ultimately when you're saying you're choosing one or two, you're choosing the um, the modality or the or the um, the platform that um, most shows your personality to its to its best element as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, obviously, I, I think again, what's really important is 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 answering this question. If we're being really honest with ourselves, we say, Josh. Would you be willing to keep on doing this for four four to six months straight? And even if it appeared like nobody was paying attention to you, would you still be willing to keep doing it? Because I'm telling you right now, the magic does not happen until you've been doing the deal for like four, six, eight, 10, 12 months. Okay. And also when you first do it, like if it's live streaming or podcasting or videos on YouTube or whatever it might be, you're just, you're not going to be good. 
you're you're going to be really lousy at it at the beginning. Go go listen to my first podcast that I did five years ago, uh, the Savings Angel Show. Um, they're really bad. <laughs> You can watch like the first time I started doing TV. You can go to my YouTube channel, um, just search Savings Angel on YouTube, and you can see my first TV segments. Ah, oh, it's painful to watch, in my opinion. Like, I just like have no, like I look uncomfortable. I sound uncomfortable. And so you compare that to some of my more recent TV experiences, and it looks like Okay, this guy is clearly on TV a lot. <laughs> it's like he's really comfortable in that environment. And that comfort level only comes from doing it, you know, uh, several hundred times. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose is then then my question to you is as well is, is once when you're doing that, um, and it may kind of like knock into the uh, question that I'm going to ask on the second part of the show, but then it's about mastering your craft as well, isn't it? So if you, uh, you know, if you're going to go on TV or if you're going to do podcasting or, or speaking or something like that, then it's about mastering your craft to get better and better and better at it. Um, and as you say, you see, you, you see the first part of your show and then as you develop and develop, you see that arc of your yeah. of your skill sets move, and I think mm -hmm. you also highlight that is if you if you want to get good at something, and if you are wanting to attract an audience, if you are wanting to create that influence, it's about taking that time and dedicate it and dedication to master the craft as well. It, it absolutely was. And you know what? And, and just here's the good news for the person who's listening to it. And look, it's going to happen for you. It is an inevitability. The only way that it is not going to happen for you is if you throw in the towel. So that that's that really is the secret sauce. It's perseverance. So obviously, you know, on on our side, we work with a lot with clients who want to, uh, you know, become very visible, and so they want to be quoted in uh, articles and magazines, and they want to be quoted, uh, you know, all kinds of different places. They want big YouTubers to reach out to them and do videos together, right? All that stuff you can do, and um, but just know that the you know the real high ones. Uh, the high level ones that that everybody wants to work with, they'll work with you. We've we've placed some really big things, um, but you have to earn your way there. And so, for example, like in the in the states, let's say you want to work with, uh, you want to be on Ellen's show, or you want to be on, on a reality TV show. You want to, we've we've helped with those things, and so. The way to get there is if you want to do Good Morning America, for example, which would be a big program here in the States. Um, so that's fine. You can get there. Here's how you do it. You start with uh, Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you do that a bunch of times. And then maybe you go up to Atlanta. And then you do Atlanta a few times. And then from Atlanta, uh, maybe you you get into onto Chicago or L.A. or New York and you do a, a New York uh, morning program. And then, you know what, if you can do some major sit, major market stuff like that, then you are at the stage where you can definitely reach out to some national stuff. Um, you know, maybe some BBC, you know, you can work your way up and you can get there. Um, uh, but it just, again, you have to earn your way there. And, and you know what, here's the good news too, is rather than just trying to put all your eggs in one basket and say, okay, all my wildest dreams are going to come true. And I'm going to put all my effort into just getting this one media placement and I'm going to pay a PR firm $40,000, $60,000 to get there. Uh, guess what? Uh, you are probably not going to get forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 worth of value, um, from that one media placement, but 
if you did a bunch of smaller things along the way, that is the big deal. The big deal is the accumulation of all the smaller media placements. So don't put that stuff off. Like podcast interviews are amazing for your uh, for your business. And and there are a lot of really great podcasters out there um, who are producing great content and they're looking for really great guests. And um, so, you, you know, podcasters, podcasts are a great place to start. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's it's more and more, especially with the podcasting thing. I think it's it's opened the door for a lot more people to get their message out, mm. who yeah, who possibly either have never even thought about looking at, let's say, a traditional radio. They've never thought about that that side, but mm-hmm. podcasting gives them that that. Well, well, I'll try, I'll try podcasting and see if that gives me an opportunity to get on. And even though you know the big shows. Um, you know, I've 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 been lucky enough to be on the um, entrepreneurs uh, on fire and stuff, and oh, yeah, that was great. like a, a massive uh, boost for me. Um, mostly for my own self confidence as well, but at least I've got something to refer back to. If people go, "Have you been on any uh, big shows?" I've mm. got something to be able to go on my show reel or anything to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here's a here's my show reel of interviews, and and you know you've got something that people can go back to. And it's 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 that collection of data and collection of um, of content that people can always mm-hmm. go back to and refer to, and I think that's where yes. it comes really useful as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And every time you do this, you are boosting your authority just a little bit. And you know, when you get to the point, and and, and here's a great exercise for the person who's listening to us right now, Jeff. It's imagine, and I really want you to do this. Like, close your eyes unless you're driving, and I want you to imagine what life is like when you have 10 times the authority that you currently have in your industry right now. Imagine what life is like with 10 times the authority that you currently have. When you, what do you imagine your email inbox looks like? And when you share these media wins on social media, on Facebook or wherever, like how do you imagine people responding to you? Like, are, are, you know, how do you imagine, like, when you go to a conference, are you going as just another face in the crowd or are you a speaker and are people kind of seeking you out to get photos with you and, and, uh, you know, to ask your brain and pick your brain and, and ask you questions and, and, you know, make offers to collaborate together. Um, now I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it is absolutely the latter. I mean, people absolutely, it, it feels good to be respected. I have been, I've gone to conferences as a nobody. And then I've gone to conferences where I've been honored to be uh, a featured speaker that everybody like lines up for hours, literally, you know, taking questions for hours afterwards because people want uh, access to your knowledge. And then everyone's bragging about you. And it, it, I, I want that for the person who's listening to this call to, or to, to this, uh, to this podcast, because you can do it it's an inevitability, and um, really, it's just a matter of doing the right activity. Hi, guys. So just before we jump over to the second part of the show, I wanted to let you know that Success IQ Alliance, my membership program, will be entering its pilot phase shortly. And I'm looking for a group of people that would like to join me during this phase at the very beginning of the whole process. If you're interested, and would like to find out more information, then please email me at info at jeffnicholson.co.uk. Places are limited, but it would be lovely to see you there. Speak soon. 
wishing you the greatest success and have an awesome week. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go to the second part of the show where I get an opportunity to put you on the hot hot seat, so to speak, um, where I'm going to ask you a set of questions. So are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, so first question is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Now, that may include spirituality, fitness, um, but also obviously reading, learning, and and that sort of stuff as well. Boy, I'm big on it. I'm going to say somewhere between 15, 20 hours. I mean, I, I really, 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 and, and here's the thing, you have to front load that stuff. Otherwise we get too busy with, we get caught up in all the work in the minutia of the, you know, of, of everything that needs to get done. That's how you're able, that's how you can squeeze in 20 hours of personal development. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And do you, fo- do you prefer reading to listening or do you mix it up? I am primarily a listener. So um, one thing I love to do is go out for a long bike ride and just pop in, listen to a podcast for an hour. Um, you know, I uh, will I pay I pay money for uh, personal development as well. Like I believe in investing in that. I have access to I pay a lot of money to coaches. I pay a lot of money to um, access um, training programs that are, you know, they're very significant. And as a result, that's how you really kind of propel forward a lot faster is when you pay money to get access to the really, really good stuff. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Number question number two, what is your favorite person development book and why? Well, the one that's affected me more so than any would, you know, I'm going to go back to um, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, just simply because, you know, you can read that book at so many different levels. And I think a lot of us, when we read it the first time, we just kind of read it at a at a at a surface level. And at the beginning, he, he makes a promise. And so if that book is sitting on your shelf, I want you to go find that promise at the beginning of his book. And then I really want you to think about what he, you know, and he says there's, there's certain things that are only going to be available to certain people. And it really comes, you have to have a very, very open mind. And, and I believe that if you really think hard about that and you really have a super open mind, I think you're going to, you're going to discover what that promise is and and you're going to read it in an entirely different way. Yeah, that's really interesting because I was having a conversation with someone just the other day saying that in different stages of my life over the last sort of 10 years, every time I've read that book, I've read the same chapter and learned something different. Absolutely. And it's, 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 there's not, to me anyway, there's certain books that I've read, there's not many books that have been able to do that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, there it's, are- it's really unique. Yeah, there are absolutely supernatural forces that are science in every single way in terms of like behavioral science and and that sort of thing. But they are they're really, you know, some of this stuff you you might call NLP, you might call law of attraction, whatever. Um, you know, what? it's all based on what we evoke and what we look for and what we expect and and all of that stuff. Um, it's it's absolutely true. It absolutely works. And it's not. And it's not, by the way, it's not silly woo-woo stuff. It, it, there's, if you look at the, there's science behind it. And uh, yeah, you you can, like I said, you, you, it absolutely, absolutely works. And you can experience and manifest amazing stuff in your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Question number three is what is your favorite app? 
Uh, let me let me pull. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's the app uh, the what minute, app do I it? get the most time with? It's gonna be Overcast, which is a podcasting app uh, on on my phone. Um, so I, I mean I that app is I, I you know. I've got that app open at least a couple of hours every single day because I'm listening to podcasts. And, uh, you know, I want to hear what's happening, what's working, what's the latest information. And podcasts are, that's really where you get the latest and greatest. What I'm talking about, by the way, today is not what I was talking about two, three years ago. However, you know, if you start searching blogs, you're going to find a lot of content that was written two, three years ago. So podcasts are generally just going to be the latest and greatest about what works. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, question number four is what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Yeah. So when I owned a, I believe it or not, one of my businesses that I've, I've failed in business a lot of times. Um, one of those businesses was, was a, a small town newspaper, which was a terrible business idea. Um, and, uh, but, but this is, you know, kind of at the beginning toward the earlier stages of, uh, the internet just becoming so ubiquitous. Um, but one thing that I was so afraid of doing was selling because I didn't really understand what selling was. I thought it was like, you know, trying to convince people, uh, to, you know, give you money and, and it would be more valuable for me than it would be for them. And, um, that's not it at all. The idea of selling is that you need to give people far more value than the money that they're giving you. And you need to work and stack the deck so that you always over deliver based on that investment. And then, um, you know, just, just you treat selling like service and how can I bring value and serve more people rather than, oh man, who am I going to convince today? Uh, but because I was afraid of selling, I, I failed so many times. I failed in business a number of times. Uh, but when I finally got comfortable with it, understanding exactly what it was, I started succeeding. Imagine that. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Question number five is what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? You know, um, there's no such thing, in my opinion, as balance. I mean, there's always going to be bursts. Um, and so, uh, you know, to especially look, uh, you know, to the mom or dad that might be listening to this conversation, um, I, I've got three kids. Um, I work from home. My kids just as of when we're recording this just started summer vacation. Um, it's really, really easy to feel guilty about the time that you have to kind of shoo them away out of the office. You know, my kids are on the other side of the door right now and, um, you know, they're busy doing stuff, but you know, you, you can't beat yourself up on that. Like we have bursts, right. And at the same time that I'm, you know, working, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days, um, sometimes, you know, there are other times when I have to schedule, two weeks where it's like, look, I'm only planning on working like one to two hours a day while I'm on vacation driving around. I don't need to shut it off completely, but, um, I, you know, I, it's important for my emotional, spiritual, and mental health that I reconnect with the people that I love. And, um, so you just, again, we, we operate in bursts and don't, don't feel guilty. Like don't, don't feel shame uh, over the fact that sometimes you have to make those hard decisions, you know, putting your kid in daycare where you'd rather have them right next to you. It, that's just a part of it's adulting, <laughs> you know what? And, uh, you know, just, you know, 
just prioritize, keep prioritizing, um, make lists of what's important to you. And, um, you know, you, you're, you're going to make it all work. Your kids are going to be all right. Brilliant. Excellent. Question number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Yeah, well, don't don't get to don't beat yourself up over the fact that you don't have that much money at the beginning. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I listen. I I lost. I've lost two houses in foreclosure. One was a short sale. Um, declared bankruptcy. Couldn't pay my bills. Um, started savings angel, and within a few months. Um, was able to start paying my bills and uh, eventually within a, a year or two uh, started earning more money than I'd ever experienced ever before in my life and got to a point where we were earning six figures a month. Um, it, you can absolutely do this, but just just know it's a process in the beginning and you should enjoy every day of this process because this is how you become who you will become when and the money will follow. It's, it's look, your success is inevitable. Just keep patterning yourself after other people who have already done the deal. Focus on serving audiences. You're going to do all right. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Question number seven is what is your definition of success? Yeah, so success, I think for me, is fulfilling my God given talents and what I've been blessed with. And, and just, you know, I had a call earlier today and it was one of those experiences where I caused, you know, I evoked in him this, this, this moment of clarity and aha, where he was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I've never seen that. This is amazing. And, you know, in that moment, you know, it's like, I know that I am giving my highest good. Right. And so I give the advice of, you know, don't focus on doing what you enjoy. Focus on doing what you can do that nobody else on the planet can do. And, you know, that's so truly unique that when you do that thing, people respond with like, my gosh, you are like, you know, you're like superhuman. How do you how do you know how to do this stuff? And it's like it's because you've you've, you've just niched down into something that your experiences have prepared you for. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, question number eight. Do you have any morning routines that helps you get prepped for the day ahead? You know, if I'm following my miracle morning routine, and, and I have to admit, sometimes I'm better than better at it than others. Um, yeah. Lately, I finally got, uh, I finally started watching Game of Thrones. And so <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um, I'm taking a break from my 5 a.m. routine. Okay. Um, whilst I, uh, you know, uh, follow the uh, the escapades of uh, yeah. Khaleesi and everybody yeah, else absolutely. and Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> but Once when you get I'm started, done with you that, don't get back to my morning routine because again you have to front load all that stuff look i am so human right i i aspire to to wake up at 5 a.m every day uh but you know i i love and i love enjoying my life every day and and i love sometimes having that 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 little escape into that fantasy world and so uh but yeah if if i'm being good like if i'm back on back on track um then absolutely each morning it's you know, reading a good book, it's listening to uplifting stuff. It's, you know, getting movement in my life. It's listening to affirmations. It's, um, you know, meditating for maybe just five to 10 minutes. Uh, it's taking, you know, taking my doggy for a walk and not listening to anything and just being alone with my thoughts. Like that's, that's what I really try to front load my stuff when, uh, I'm not in a game of Thrones. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, once, you, once you get stuck with Games of Thrones, it's very hard to stop. I mean, we oh, got, we man. got hooked. You get it's into just... season four or five, forget yeah. it. You're hooked for yeah. a I know. It's The I first know. few seasons are a little talky for me, but man, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, you got some surprises coming I for know. you. I mean, once my once we knew, if we found out that the next season was going to be held back a year. <laughs> That's terrible. That's yeah, oh, terrible. okay. I thought you were going to give a spoiler. Don't. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't do that to you. Wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it's, so it, yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. But, awesome. um, but yeah, so I mean, that, and I think that's the thing is, so when you, because I'm always fascinated with this 5 a.m. Um, thing, do you find it really helps getting up at 5 a.m.? Or is for you personally? Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. and I'll explain why. It's uh, simply because you're beginning the day intentionally, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the day. You just feel so good about your entire day when you begin with just one hour of doing all the stuff that that leads toward the fulfillment of your long-term goals. Um, and so imagine you know, the opposite, which would be, let's say you have a 10 a.m. appointment and you wake up at 9.55 you're like, oh, shoot, 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 shoot. And you're like racing around, like trying to, you know, it's like, oh, it messes up the whole day. So, yeah. So this would be the complete opposite of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So the final question is a life lesson question. So this is basically things that I've sort of picked up and learned through recovering from an illness and starting my own business mm -hmm. and all you need to do is pick a number between one and 50 and whatever it lands on we will see what life lesson it lands on we will have a discussion it's okay for you to disagree with what it is and um, but we will see what it comes up with so a number between one and 50 please josh i'm drawn to the number 15 number 15 Ah, okay. So you might like this one. Always allow yourself to think big. Whatever you think is possible, go further. You will be amazed what is possible. Yeah. So ultimately, for me, this was about I always, um, I can, I, I guess, I always grew up um, thinking. You know, we we always money doesn't grow on trees. Um, mm. Don't don't set your goals too high because you'll be disappointed. Um, those sort of things was Ugh. not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily brought up to have that thought because my, my grandfather was very successful and that sort of thing. But I struggled at school. Um, I had very low self-esteem and low confidence. Yeah. But I kind of like just when I came out of my illness and when I started my own business um, and I was blessed to be um, go through a mentoring program with Jack Canfield and those sort of things, I realized that it was almost like a veil was being pushed out the way. And it was this, the world of possibilities of playing big and, and um, you know, and, and allowing yourself to, you know, whatever you want to achieve out there, you know, you've got to put it in your mind and you've got to think, you know, if, you know, like you said, if you want to, you know, want to have a podcast show, yeah. go out there and create the best podcast show you possibly can. And it doesn't matter who else is out there. It doesn't mean you can't be a great competition to them or, mm -hmm. you know, you can't create. And it doesn't matter what you want to do, go out there and be the best and biggest version that you can possibly be. Mm. 
and um for me that was it was uh, uh, it gave me so much brevity and allowed me to break free of so many different chains from either being told that there was a possibility of me not getting well anymore or there was a possibility that um you know that or that my intelligence was going to stop me from doing the things that I wanted to do or whatever it was this ability to just go do you know what sod what people have told me in the past actually this is what I'm going to do and mm. to be able to have that um belief in myself which took a lot of work to get to but that belief in myself to go no actually it doesn't matter what anyone else is going to say that's actually what I'm going for um and I just wondered what you thought about that yeah well you know I love this question and that is is that if you knew that you could not fail you knew it was it was impossible for you to fail what would you do and so all of those things and and really I mean give yourself like 20 minutes and just write down everything that comes to mind and commit it to put it on paper and then look at that list. And I'm going to tell you that pretty much anything on that list is attainable. Um, and, and really some of it's going to come down to you believing that you can matter of fact, I would say most all of that stuff is just going to come down to you believing that you can have that thing. Now, again, it might take a little bit of time, but that's okay because the process of, you moving toward that thing is going to cause you to become the person that you need to be. So oftentimes, I love this quote from The Secret. People look at their state, current state of affairs and they say, this is who I am. That's not who you, who you are today. That's not who you are. That's who you were. You know, you're, we're always living in the residual of our choices of the past. And so, if you if there's something on your list that you want, you need to become the person that will naturally evoke that thing. See, when you have you've worked on your authority, you've worked on, you know, and you look the part. Right. What's the difference between a speaker who earns a thousand dollars per speaking engagement? I'm sorry, sorry speaking in U.S. terms uh, and uh, ten thousand uh, dollars U.S. Um, per speaking engagement. And a lot of times, you know, yeah, you've got some successes under your belt. You've got some testimonials and stuff. But a lot of times it's just like, do you look the part online? If you look the part online, then you can ask for $10,000. And we have clients that charge 10 grand now. And when they started, they did not charge 10 grand because they didn't look the part. So, you know, part of it is, you know, maybe we need to look in the mirror and say, what are we projecting to the outside world? And, and and when I say look in the mirror, I want you to look in the mirror of what you're projecting to the outside world electronically over the internet. How does your web, what does your website look like? Does it look like someone who can charge $10,000 uh, per engagement? You know, how does your social media look? And how does your, um, you know, what kind of validation are you getting either from social proof from audiences or what kind of validation are you getting from other influencers? And it's time to start getting out from behind your computer screen. It's time to start becoming more visible. It's time to start serving influencers. It's time to start serving more and more audiences because you deserve to make that impact in the world. You deserve, you have a moral obligation to have an impact on the world and to create change in the world. And that's not going to happen by you playing small. It's, it's going to happen when you start asking the question, you know, who am I to become, you know, and stop asking the question, you know, who am I, uh, that I would become, I, I'm going to mess up that Marianne Williamson quote, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you gotta be 
you got to just accept the fact that you can be absolutely amazing on on this earth and you you truly can be a person of enormous influence and authority and it's just it's really just a matter of uh reaching out and grabbing the ring you can do it absolutely brilliant josh couldn't agree with you more couldn't agree with you more so josh the floor is now yours for you to share how people can find out more about you if there's anything that you would like to share with the audience yeah, I, you know, my recommendation is if you've resonated with anything that I've shared on this, I'd, I'd like to get a little bit more tactical by talking specifically about the things that you can do. And we can do that on a free webinar. And you can actually, uh, it's like I said, it's free. It's pr completely pro bono. Um, it's not going to turn into a weird sales uh, thing. It's just, you know, I really want to provide more and more value. And you can find that at upmyinfluence.com slash webinar. So again, that's upmyinfluence.com slash webinar and uh, register for that. Sit in on that and I am going to completely rock your world in terms of getting you to understand the one core thing that is going to make everything in your business flow much better. Josh, it's been an absolute privilege having you on the show. Absolutely. My, my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. And just leaves me to say, wishing you the greatest success. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you too, sir. Hey guys, so first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening and I really do appreciate the support. If you'd like to know more about me, my services and how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. The links are in the show notes below. I would also like to invite you to join my growing community on Facebook. All you need to do is search for Kick Mediocrity or Jeff Nicholson UK and you will find the information that is required to join this growing community of like-minded people. You can tune in and listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show and have time, please leave a rating and review and it really does help me grow the show and make the impact I am aspiring to with the show. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and take care.